0: Do you know a woman who would make a great president, a great member of Congress, a senator, a local leader? Hi, everybody. I'm Connie Bowman from Happy, Healthy You, the podcast. We all want to be happy. We all want to be healthy. We all want more women in the government. Well, hopefully you do. Women represent more than 50% of this population, and we sorely need more women to run to get involved, to help encourage each other to take part in our government and our leadership. So take a listen to this podcast. I hope you'll be inspired. Partisan 501c3 organization. Its mission is to expand the talent pool of future elected female leaders. She Should Run started as a project in 2008, and has evolved to become a bona fide movement working to create a culture that inspires women and girls to look towards public leadership. And they believe that women of all backgrounds, and so do I, should have an equal shot at elected leadership and that our country will benefit from having a government with varied perspectives and experiences. At She Should Run, they provide the spark for women's political careers by inspiring more women to consider public office. And they make the case that public service does matter. And they say that when women run for office, they win at the same rate as men. So I'm going to talk to the executive director of She Should Run today, Claire Bresnahan. She works and lives in D.C., Washington, D.C., where she has dedicated her career to increasing women and girls' representation through advocacy, political engagement, and social change efforts. Claire joined She Should Run in 2012 as the program's director, responsible for direct the organization's research and programs, expanding the pipeline of America's future women elected leaders. And her passion for sparking women's political careers drives her commitment to She Should Run's mission. I'm so excited to talk to you today, Claire. Thank you so much for coming on Happy Healthy You.
1: Oh, Connie, I'm happy to be here. There is uh, no better time to have this conversation, right? Totally,
0: totally. So let's just dig right in because, yeah, there there was a lot of emotion after this last election. A lot of people weren't happy. And there was a lot of, um, it's kind of exciting in a lot of ways because people got involved where prior to this election, they have not been uh, active in this way. So can you give us a post-election sort of recap? Like, where do we stand? Like, who got elected? Were there more women? There seemed to be a lot of diversity. I mean, just kind of give us a recap.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's it's true. Since Tisha runs a nonpartisan uh, nonprofit, you know, we're, we're, you explained it so well, we're in that place of where how do we get women interested in the first place? How do we inspire girls to aspire towards public leadership? So we're not working with specific candidates per cycle, but we're more of um, helping uh, build and start women's political journeys. But what's really crucial is that we have more role models of women in office to be able to encourage and, and give uh, real life examples of the fact that there's not one standard you have to follow to go into elected office. And so that's why it's, ex- it's exciting when we see we have more women of color in the Senate than ever before. Um, and while we're still only like around 21 women in the Senate, it's it's a good sign where we have more women of color. And there's more examples that, again, you don't have to be this certain type of person to be able to be in office and to aspire towards things like serving in the U.S. Senate. Um, we also have stories like uh, State Representative Ilan Omar from Minnesota. Minnesota, who's one of the first refugees to ever serve in state legislature, um, and there's stories throughout the states where we're hearing more and more women of color serving. very cool, and yeah, very cool. And like you have to, in times where it uh, it it feels confusing and like you don't know where the future's going in terms of gender parity, it's important to be able to call out and celebrate those those wins and and to recognize how it really is. um, I've got to meet some of those women uh, since election day at certain events in DC and um, their very presence is going to be able to help tell more women and girls that you can't do this. And again, that you don't have to be um, this one standard, or I think so often the women that we work think that you have to go off and be a lawyer or you have to have um, certain qualifications where it's, it's being able to show women more examples that you're already building the qualifications in your everyday life and your professional life and in your personal life to prepare you to run just like these women. Um, But I will say that there are, there are still some disturbing trends at this rate of progress. Again, we're not, we didn't make much increases in the U S Congress overall or in the state legislatures that I think it's important for everyone listening now to know that we're in real danger in this country of um, not reaching gender parity in our lifetimes of not seeing equal representation of women in in all levels of our government, um, it could take some estimates from different research groups are over a hundred years. Wow And I want to yeah pause and let that
0: settle in yeah.
1: Because if, if that doesn't make your blood boil, then you need to wake up.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, I, was, I, right? I, I was feeling so sad for Gloria Steinem. I interviewed her, and I just love her. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, she Thank might you. not see a woman in the White House in her lifetime. I was so excited that she might see one. But 100 years, sorry, we can't wait that long. <laughs> we can't. And even like, I think we can all agree that the country is
1: pretty divisive. Totally. It is facing yeah. complex problems, domestically, globally, uh, locally, our cities, our rural areas, that if we don't have the the widest and the breadth of talent to be able to solve these problems, we're in real trouble um, going into the 21st century. And to have a really representative and healthy democracy, we need to make sure that everyone has a chance to get involved and that we have women who are 50% of the population, 50 plus, are in the halls of power, are, in the, are being the decision makers. And so that's why. I think she should run resonated with so many women after the election. You know, I'm not kidding. The day after um, around 10 a.m., we started getting nominations for women to run into our ask a woman to run tool on our website Uh, every hour. It just kept growing. And to this day, we have over 2,700 women who have pledged to want to run for office someday. Our incubator, which is our online platform and community for women who are just starting to think about where, where and how they can run for office. Over 2,200 women have joined since election day. I think women are really starting to understand, I don't have to wait to get involved and I don't need to start. I think uh, waiting for other leaders to get involved and fix these problems that actually it's, we are the leaders we've been waiting for.
0: Yeah, totally. So I want to get to those, the Ask a Woman to Run tool in the incubator. But before – I love going here, so we like to bust some stereotypes. So let's talk a little bit about what – uh a person who might be nominated a woman who might be nominated would look like and what maybe she would not look like like you said I like that you said you don't necessarily have to go to law school so i think there's some mm-hmm. stereotypical ideas about what uh a politician uh looks like in our country and you're saying not necessarily law school so talk about talk about uh, you know, what, what yeah. it could look like, what, you paint some pictures for us. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I think
1: first, so you know that the, the type of women who are in our incubator and who have come into the Shishran community through our Ask a Woman tool has, uh, they are, they are single moms. They are millennial women. They are women. It ranges from, yeah, ranges from millennial women and high school girls to even, women well advanced into their career who are even maybe thinking about okay when I retire or when I'm out of the workforce this is actually the way I want to serve my community this will be my volunteer service it is women who are from very different economic backgrounds Um, and uh, I think what's powerful in that is to again say how that is what our democracy really is made up of and it's it's really cool to see women from different backgrounds being peer mentors to one another and encouraging one another and seeing the potential in one another to be able to be the leaders who are making the decisions that matter at our local and, and federal level. And I'll say like one um, campaign that we just released last week has, has four women that I think are interesting examples um, where it, it's telling, it's a video series telling that you can find on our Facebook page, uh, she Should runs Facebook page or go to our Twitter page or even our Instagram um, and you'll see the stories of one woman, an assembly woman from New Jersey. Her name's Maria Rodriguez, Greg, and, uh, she's a single mom when she started out in politics, never imagined herself ever getting involved, but then she started slowly going to different community meetings and realized like, Oh gosh, if these, people, like, if these guys could do it, I can do it. I've got something to add here. Um, and talks about how her, how her children have gotten involved, how, um, she sends a message of like, stop asking for permission, just go for it. So, and she's also like, uh, you know, um, younger, she's she's on a roller derby team. Again, like all these different perceptions of you think that you have to be someone who, wears a certain type of suit or wears pearls and has perfectly coiffed hair that's not the case like you can be on a roller derby team and be in your state assembly how Uh, cool is that
0: that is cool Um, yeah so we want we want women from all different uh, all different backgrounds And, and yeah and maria's a republican
1: and then we also featured another woman um her name is marilyn mosby she is the state's attorney for baltimore there is um there has been controversy around her service in terms of during her time is when she's worked on the Freddie Gray case in Baltimore. And I think what's important here is with Marilyn's story is again, um, she grew up in a neighborhood in Boston when uh, her cousin who grew up with her like a brother was uh, shot, was murdered outside of her house in a case where he was a mistaken identity. Someone thought he was uh, someone else. And she turned that tragedy into a story of, um, of service. And, mm-hmm. and that's why she got into the law and why she got into public service. Mm-hmm. And I think both Marilyn and Maria, they're again, you know, under the age of 45 and are women of color and from different political spectrums are taking leadership on different issues that are showing again that oh, the days of where you had to be from a certain side of the tracks or a certain type of degree um, or heck even have a degree and be able to serve is changing. And mm-hmm. And think about how Voters are wanting different people, right? I mean, if there's anything we can learn from all the way over to Bernie, to all the way over to Trump, mm-hmm. that voters across the country are wanting people with different types of backgrounds and um, wanting folks who are getting off the scripts and the
0: talking points and are talking mm-hmm. about how their real-life examples will help them lead. Right. We want real people. Yeah, people from exactly. All of, and I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. up Marilyn. Uh, I remember the first time I saw her and. Uh, during that Freddie Gray case, mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my goodness, she was so full of grace. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, the first time she was on TV, I said that woman is needs to be somewhere in leadership because she already was but needs to be making big thing big things happen. So yeah, that's right. I a, love an that. Incredible
1: amount of grace and a very very tough uh, situation. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So tell us about the Ask a Woman to Run tool and the, the She Should Run incubator and how those things work. Yeah, point. you know, I love it. So anyone can go to org and uh, go under our
1: initiatives or how to get involved. And you can fill out an easy form to ask a woman to run. And what I'd stress here to say is like, don't underestimate the power of nominating a woman or heck, even nominating yourself, I think equal amounts of women have been asked to run or have nominated themselves to run, which is pretty darn cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But that spark to be able to come from a friend or mentor or colleague through an organization like Shisharon, which is a national network of folks committed to this cause, that's a really powerful moment of planting a seed that you, um, we at Shisharon know that it's going to you know, take some time to nurture and women might not run five, ten years down the road, but you could dramatically open up this point of possibility for women. And it might be, um, so often I think women want to hear that ask or want to get that quote unquote permission slip to know, like, no, we actually want your leadership. And, um, it's a really, really powerful, effective and simple tool. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking, how can I get involved what's something I can do after this election? It's absolutely asking a woman to run, or even if you've just had an inkling where you think you want to run for some day, go ahead and nominate yourself. It's cool, like this is the community where you can do that in. Um, and then with, when you sign up or when you nominate a woman to run, she gets our ebook, which outlines the basic pieces you need to know when you're thinking about running for office and you don't know where to start. And then you also are invited to join our incubator. And in 2016, it's it's, free, all access to be able to join. It has four e-courses on um, helping you understand that you are already building those qualifications. You're already building and preparing yourself to run for office. Um, We're just giving you courses to be able to learn how you're doing that in your everyday life and connect the dots that you in a future run. Actually, the distance isn't that that big. Um, And to help know that whether it's building your leadership or cultivating a network or practicing having a communications presence and and finding the the right pathways to elected office, you're probably doing all those things right now in your life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give you some tips and tools and interactive activities for you to start to understand how you can kind of boost that up some more and, and put the lens of running for office over those
0: those things that you do in your personal and professional lives. Already. Oh, I love that you do this because I feel it's my contention that people want to get involved, people want to serve, but they totally. just don't know where to start, don't yes. know how to do it. And this is such a great place to start, so so good for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, Connie, in a lot of your work you talk about,
1: I mean, no matter where it is, if so often the how can be the big stopper exactly. that if we just don't quite know how to start, uh, it can stop us, and so yeah, exactly. Our incubators have that answer to you. Don't know how? To, need to know exactly how. Um, this, this, these are your baby steps, essentially.
0: That's cool. And you have some uh, p- some partnerships, and one of them we talked right before we got on this podcast about um, maybe a good idea for a Christmas present for a young girl. You have a partnership with <laughs> Barbie, yeah, or a uh, yeah. holiday gift, yeah. Tell so, us about yeah. Barbie. Um,
1: so, Connie, kind of, you spoke so beautifully to the part of how we're trying to. we're we're trying to create a culture that actually is inspiring girls to run. And I I equate it for a lot of people to the STEM problem of science, technology, engineering, math, you know, where we're just not seeing girls uh, go into those uh, fields in college. And then even outside of college, uh, their careers tend to not be in those fields. And it's because they just we live in a society, a culture where it isn't necessarily encouraging, directing girls to like, Hey, go for those careers, go for those fields. Um, So that's why we partnered with Barbie to help girls know that they can be anything. And we created with them um, the first ever president and vice president doll sets. So you can go on barbie.com or you can go to Amazon. They come in um, a variety of different ethnicities. So again, any girl can literally pick up these dolls and imagine themselves being president or vice president someday. And um, with that, uh, on Giving Tuesday, that week of Giving Tuesday, we are going to be releasing an e-course in the incubator for parents and adults who work with girls and want to, Figure out how they can, on a daily basis, encourage their girls to think about and aspire towards public leadership. And then um, also releasing some research with them on helping understand how this election cycle affected a parent's opinion and, and perception of, of what it will take to encourage girls to, to think about elected office.
0: Really important stuff for for parents of boys and girls, I might say. That's right. Not just girls. I'm so glad you made the point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: girls and boys. Yeah, yeah. And talk about Running Start. I think this is a really cool program as well.
1: Yeah, so one of our great partners, uh, Running Start,
0: they're also based in Washington, D.C.
1: They focus on high school and college age and um, women just coming out of college as well, in their early 20s, on making sure that they have the resources and um, know that they can start to prepare for a future run either um, later down their career or even now. I mean, running start has an incredible amount of alums who have either run for student government at their college uh, in their high schools, or even for local office in different cities and states across the country. It's really cool. They have a couple of different programs. So if you're, you know, if everyone out there, if you're looking for ways to get a high school girl or a college age woman to think about running for office, um, running starts programs are really, uh, Super effective, and I'd say they also have a fun digital campaign called um, "I Look Like a Politician." To our point earlier, where uh, that's a fun one to look up online too, is um, their "I Look Like a Politician" yeah, yeah. campaign too? So
0: it's not your your grandmother's uh, polit- right. political suit or whatever, <laughs> whatever that saying is. Right. So I want to give all your information so people can check out all your. Uh, everything that you've got online. But before we do that, is there anything, f- any final word you want to have, any words of inspiration for those of us who were somewhat deflated that we didn't get the big win here, but, um, you know, give us a little bit of of inspiration here
1: before mm-hmm.
0: we Yes. Before we leave. Yeah. Listen, it, it hurts. I've talked to a lot of women who have
1: been mentors and who have been a uh, incredible veterans for this cause and it hurts and I have to say that the work has to continue it has to this is not the time to give up when it gets hard is never the time to give up and I'll say that ooh, this is this is the moment to come as you are and be who you are I think at Shisha Run we want women to know that you don't have to change yourself to, in order to get into elected office when you go through the incubator, it's not like we sprinkle fairy dust on you and say, now you are deemed to be a leader. You are already a leader when you've come through this program and as you're getting to know she should run and the possibilities of running for office. Mm-hmm. And that it's um, it's really we're in these times where we can't keep expecting and saying, oh, I want to support other women to run because at some point it becomes the reality where all of us are off the sidelines waiting for other women to run. We have to be the ones, and I'll go back to what I said before, is we can't keep expecting other leaders to step up. We are the leaders we've been waiting for
0: 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, let's give all the information so we can get people to your website and get them involved immediately. Perfect. Perfect. So
1: please go to she should run.org. Again, that's she should run.org. Uh, go to the, uh, our initiatives get involved tab you can learn about the incubator there you can learn about how to ask a woman to run uh the barbie partnership we also have a really fun book called see joan run that we put out this year um it's a great holiday gift another way to spark women's interest so again she should run.org um if you're interested in that video series i mentioned it's on our facebook page twitter and instagram as well and that's under she should run as well and then please anyone who wants to email me and contact me um the easiest way is just info i n f o at sheeshrun You We check that every day.
0: Cool. Thank you so much, Claire, for your, all your good work. And you're not you're not from D C. You're from the no. Midwest. You're a Midwest. I'm from girl. the Midwest. <laughs> so shout out
1: to all Midwest listeners.
0: Yeah, we have in Cincinnati,
1: Ohio, right now as we yeah.
0: speak. Yeah. Oh well. Happy holidays. We'll keep running this podcast until we get more and more and more and more and more and more women involved, and and then it'll just be that. Happy, healthy, beautiful world that we're all looking you to know. live in. So thank you. Thank you. thank you. Well said. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.